0: Welcome to Lesson 4 in Exploring Jazz Improvisation. These podcasts and audio lessons are presented by JazzPath Publishing at www.jazzpath.com. That's www.jazzpath.com. My name is Brian Kane, and I'm the author of the new book, Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation, which is available at jazzpath.com as well as Music Merchandisers Nationwide. I hope you'll take time to check out the book. Each of these lessons explores one small topic from the book. Um, if If you're interested in these topics and would like to learn much more in much, much greater detail than we'll be able to explore in these audio lessons, please do check out Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation. The topic that we're going to discuss in this audio lesson is the use of repetition in jazz improvisation. Repetition is a critical component of jazz improvisation, and it serves both listeners and performers on a lot of different levels. From a performer's standpoint, repetition can be great. If you have a lick that is worth playing once, it's certainly worth playing again, and yet again, and yet again. Um, It can reinforce melodic structures in a solo. It can um, connect ideas to one another, um, and it can basically transform a mediocre solo into a pretty good solo just through its use. From a listener's standpoint, repetition is also really important. A lot of times musicians are hesitant to repeat themselves as players. Let's face it, we get bored. We play it once and we're done and we want to move on to the next idea, but it doesn't work that way with listeners. Often listeners need to hear an idea repeated three, four, sometimes even five times before they realize that a performer is in fact repeating it. There's a time delay between an audience, listener, and a performer, player. Um, And as performers, we need to take care of our audiences better while we're improvising. And repetition is one of those ways that we can do it. Audiences, when they hear repetition, recognize it's familiar sound and will connect with the soloist. They'll understand that the soloist isn't just doing whatever they want to do, but they in fact have a plan and they in fact have intent, which as we've talked about in previous lessons, is the critical element of making a great melodic solo, creative and improvisational intent. Now for the hard part. As players, repetition isn't as easy as it seems. I found in my experience working with beginning and intermediate level players that repetition is extremely difficult. Um, Not only do beginning players have to remember what they played, but they actually have to remember how they played it. Um, A lot of times when they're improvising, players don't really pay attention to what's actually coming out of their instrument. They're not listening enough, and repetition within a solo becomes extremely difficult for them to execute. It's going to be one of the most important skills as a beginning improviser you can learn to develop. It will help you listen to your own solo better, remember key components of your own solo better, and improve your melodic memory. Now, the first thing you have to understand about the use of repetition is that there's a lot of different kinds of repetition that musicians use during jazz improvisation. In this particular lesson, we're only going to talk about one kind of repetition that is used improvisationally, and I believe it's probably the simplest type of repetition to use. It's called rhythmic repetition. Rhythmic repetition occurs in improvisation when an improviser repeats a rhythmic pattern at different points throughout a solo. Um, the pattern will contain the exact same rhythm, but it may contain different notes. Um, what listeners will hear is a familiar rhythmic pattern, even though it may be cleverly disguised by the use of different notes. This pattern is the easiest to play. This type of rhythmic repetition is far easier than the other types of repetition, because improvisers aren't required to remember what notes they play. They're just required to remember what rhythmic pattern they use to play those notes. In the following example that's going to illustrate some rhythmic repetition used during a solo, you're going to hear one rhythmic pattern that's repeated throughout an entire 12-bar chorus of blues. Once again, we're going to use blues as the palette to explore improvisation because it's a simple 12-bar form, and we can focus using the blues scale, which is a very simple way of playing over the blues without using the underlying harmony. Now, if you want to use the underlying harmony, this technique works equally well with underlying harmonies; It's just a little bit harder to do. My recommendation would be to first practice it using a blues scale, and then when you're very comfortable with it and very comfortable with the scales and chords for the underlying harmony, progress to that. Now, the pattern that you're going to hear in the following exercise is a very simple two-bar pattern. It's going to be one two-bar pattern that's repeated every two bars throughout an entire blues. The rhythmic pattern is this. It's two quarter notes, followed by four eighth notes, followed by a quarter note, followed by two eighth notes. It's going to sound like this. Da, 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 da. Do, da. The soloist is going to use that pattern and improvise notes over it. The soloist in this case is my good friend Daniel Ian Smith, a fantastic alto saxophone player who can be reached at www.danieliansmith.com. Now, I'm sure you could hear that in the solo. The one rhythm was repeated over and over again, but the notes were different. From a listener's perspective, they're going to get that something's the same, though they're not going to entirely understand what it is. And from a soloist's perspective, it's a great tool to use because it's not that hard to do if you practice it, and it's a great way to come up with new and creative ideas using different rhythms. Now, the truth is, you wouldn't always use this one rhythm for an entire 12-bar blues. Um, The most effective way to use this type of motif is to spread the rhythms out a little bit, maybe spread it out over two or three choruses, and intersperse each rhythmic um, idea with some other ideas, too, so it isn't so repetitive all the time. But this is a great way to practice doing it. Take 12 bars... Focus on one rhythm and make yourself improvise notes over it. It's a great way to internalize the use of the motif. Remember, the way you practice doesn't always have to be the way you perform. We practice all of these techniques so that when we're performing, we can basically do whatever we want to that will communicate our emotional and melodic intent. So now it's your turn to go practice this. What you're going to have to do is come up with a couple of rhythms, probably one or two bars in length, that you'll be able to use over 12-bar blues. Write down the rhythms so you don't forget what they are. Once you know what rhythms you're going to use, use the play-along that's included on this um, podcast, or use another play-along that you have over blues, um, and practice using those rhythms only and improvising notes to change the sound of each lick. Once you get good at that, take away the written parts that you've done. Take away the written rhythms and make yourself improvise and remember the rhythms that you're playing, and still use one rhythm for each 12 bars. Um, That'll help improve your melodic memory and will make you listen to yourself a little bit closer, and it will improve your overall improvisation. I hope you've enjoyed our beginning discussion here on exploring jazz improvisation and using repetition within your solos. Uh, I hope you do take time to check out the book Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation that is available at jazzpath.com, www.jazzpath.com, or at your local music retailer. Um, all you'd have to do if your local music retailer doesn't have it in stock is go up to the counter, tell them you want it and to order it for you, and you should have it in a couple of days. Enclosed at the end of this podcast is a free concert B-flat blues play-along uh, compliments of Jazz Path Publishing. Hope you enjoy that. And my name is Brian Kane. Until next time, I hope you enjoy the playing.